What's up, guys? It is Hot Take Without the Hot Take Ew. here, and welcome back to episode 139 of Junior Senior Two Views here on the 9th of 9th, the 9th of April, uh, and let's get it going. Let's go. NCAA Championship Games, the Natties. First, let's start off with the men. UConn, SDSU. UConn blew them out, uh, as expected from us. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was convincing. I, I mean... It's, it was 76-59, but it was never close. Oh, no. It was never really close. I mean, there was times where SD had closed it off maybe to six in the second half, but every time that happened, UConn found a way to just blue bow the lead out not, again. It was, yeah. They were never in the conversation no. whatsoever, and no. there's not really much else to say about that game. No, other than the fact that UConn is they're pretty good. Their record speaks for itself insofar as their ability to, I suppose win the big games. I'm just looking at some numbers. You know, 10-1 and one, uh, combined at Final Four, uh, five and with title games, and five national championships in six, you know, in their six Final Fours. So that's good. Yeah. That's really good. That makes them a, a very powerful team. Like, yeah. obviously, yeah. a very successful program uh, being able to continually get there and win the games when they have to win it. And it's a testament to, you know, yeah. to Danny Hurley. Yeah. Yeah. On the women's side, LSU uh, beat Iowa, Caitlin Clark's Iowa, and they shot the lights out in that they game. They did. Three-pointers left and right. absolutely unconscious from the arc. Uh, there was a little bit of controversy towards the end of the game. Well, I mean, with, I guess... Uh, the, with Angel... Let me explain it. With Angel we know Reese that. going over the top... Well, some call over the top with her uh, celebrations yeah. directed towards Caitlin Clark. But um, my opinion is that... You, if you talk, you're going to have to be ready to back it up. And yeah. uh, Angel Reese responded in kind. Yeah. It's as simple as that. There's no nothing else to be had about it. It was 102 to 86. It wasn't even that close. The officiating was pretty poor. I watched it. Oh, it was, no. It was just there ridiculous. Been a, there should have been a tech on the LSU coach. She was on the court yeah. at points. There yeah. should have been a tech at some point. Um, yeah, as far as the Angel Reese thing, I think that I, I agree. I think it's just creating a narrative for the sake of creating a narrative. And you know what? It's stoking the fires for a rivalry that may yeah. or may not happen. I mean, look, you know, Caitlin Clark was doing You Can't See Me to Louisville. Regardless of what people said, she wasn't doing it directly to players. She was doing it at players. And Angel Reese just returned the favor. And that, yeah. that's how I saw it. I didn't see it as anything else other than that. And what did yeah. what did kind of irk me is that people were calling her a thug and classless, yeah. which we know what that means. We know what they're trying to say when they say in that. Uh, especially, yeah. especially talking about a black woman yeah. in Angel yeah, look, I mean, We know what they're trying to say. I don't know. I mean, you know, did, did anyone call Caitlin Clark out when she was doing You Can't exactly. See Me to the Louisville bench? Exactly. I mean, I'm not sure. So I don't know if it's a situation where, I don't know. I mean, whether or not it's coming from Iowa. Iowa, to me, well, I've no, never stepped I foot in Iowa. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Iowa fans complaining. Well, I've just yeah. seen other, other people on social media complaining for no reason. About this, I think they're looking for something because based on what yeah. they see, yeah, yeah. that's all. All looking right, for something. All right, all right. You go with this one. Agree with Charles Oakley's comments in regards to load management in the NBA. I, did, I didn't actually see his comments, but I can assume because it's Charles Oakley and he has a tendency to be very opinionated about things. Uh, Giannis, his comments on Giannis check. Yeah. Um, I can only assume that the load management stuff is negative. So, I mean, what he was saying was, you know, he feels like it's been, you know, today's NBA has been a bit watered down. That his thoughts are that, you know, players aren't playing 
as often as they should, and the people who miss out are the people, the fans, who are paying a lot of money to watch them play and not show up to play. So I suppose, and look, I mean, that's Oakley call, talking from a different era. This is Charles Oakley of the 90s Knicks. This is Charles Oakley who played with Michael Jordan. So I suppose, you know, he has some level of credence to say, well, that's not fair. You know, the players out there, they're not, you know, they're not giving their all. There's too much issues about taking days off and all that stuff, whereas in his day, it didn't happen. The crazy thing to me is that players are load managing, yet um, on average in today's NBA, players are missing more time than any other era in NBA history. That's that's telling. Well, that's I mean, telling. You know. uh, I don't uh, look with me. Load managing is such a, a fine line. There's, there's nothing you can really do about it. If you're a franchise player and you you say to the franchise, "Look, I want to load manage," they got no choice but to let you do it. Um, in terms of a fan's perspective, I can understand why a lot of fans would be frustrated. You pay money, you're paying good see money, this player, and they're they're load managing. Um, but it, I just think. Is it a condensed schedule? Maybe, but well, then shorten the schedule. Yeah, shorten the season. You know, do we need eighty-two games to get straight to the playoffs? That's the. Those people that, don't care. I know, I know. This is a money. This is a money generating thing. That's just, That's something I've seen around um, around uh, NBA social media circles saying to possibly reduce the amount of games. Why not? Um, I mean, it's not like Orlando's going to championships. <laughs> I mean, they're like for the really bad teams. What's eighty-two games going to do for them? You know yeah. what, what is eighty two games going to make the is going to get Orlando what that much closer to a draft pick more yeah. balls in the more balls in the machine I mean really that's hey, look I get that but that's something that Adam Silver is going to have to consider like I don't uh, the whole load man I'm, I don't know where I stand on load but man. you know at the same time my argument is it was eighty two games back in the nineties anyway it's not like they added more games on you know now but so I mean the play, whether or not there's it's a, just interesting to me the, the it's just interesting to me that on average NBA players are missing more time than ever due to injuries oh even with all the advancements in medical technology in uh, with the load managing but I don't even know if that's based on injury I think it's based on just them having a rest and not gonna no, not put them too much on, it's actually based on injuries and well and look at Kawhi Leonard like Kawhi that. Leonard had major major re- reconstructive surgery on his knee yeah. Major knee surgery came back, and obviously they're cautious. The Clippers are cautious to have him play every day. But I think that at the same time, this is the NBA. This is what you get paid millions and millions of dollars to do, yeah. and it's short life. I mean, it's it's, it's finite. You know, I mean, look, it's finite. But, Guys aren't playing till in their forties. Can only do this for um. That's like, it. <laughs> well, right now LeBron's the exception. He's gonna be forty soon. That's um, as far as gonna be playing. He's in an endless war with Father Time itself. But anyway, okay. Uh, thoughts about Charles Barkley's comments regarding Kevin Durant. Okay, so you know he's he's referring to Kevin Durant as more of a bus passenger. He's he's kind of putting this analogy together, saying he's not a bus driver; he's a passenger. Yeah. He's obviously playing with his you know his former favorite his favorite team, the Suns, who he played with. And you know Kevin Durant Durant doesn't doesn't hold back because Kevin Durant I don't know, he's he and he responds to everything. He's very for a guy who has a lot of achievements and has a lot of money, he doesn't like criticism. So he was, you know, quick back, you know, firing back at Charles, you know, Charles Barkley saying, you know, look, at the end of the day, we're all we're all passengers, quote unquote, on this bus, and we're all trying to, you know, go toward the championship. So people, I don't know. People are acting like you win, you can just willy nilly spawn an NBA ring on your finger without help. 
just a one-man show. I mean, like, uh, look, I get the whole... Kevin Durant's an extreme case. Uh, obviously, the 2016 move still lingers in people's minds. Of course it does. And it's still a sour taste, even in my mouth. Um, and obviously, with the whole uh, Kyrie, Katie, uh, Harden experiment that only lasted for a full season. But not uh, even, because well, they didn't all play at the same time all the yeah, time. Yeah, they didn't play They were injured the a lot. Um, and then, now he was traded. Um... Uh, it's just an interesting thing. But I don't know why it's coming from Charles Barkley, because wasn't he a passenger? Uh, the Rockets? Uh, well, I, the, I would the, say... The well, big three before they even had the big three? You know big what? Three terminology? I would say they're, and within Charles Barkley's career, he was a, he was the driver in Philly, but they stunk, and that's why he and was And he was traded. the driver in... in he was the Phoenix. driver in Phoenix. Won the MVP when in Phoenix. Towards the end of his career, you could say he went to Houston to try to get a championship and had Pippen there with Elijah Wong. It just didn't work out. That was the first of course. modern super team. Of course. Play. And look, I mean, I just... And, and you could say the same thing about KD. Regardless of Westbrook, he was the guy in OKC. Oh, he we know that. He was the driver. And then, obviously... And regardless of what you think about the super team with the Warriors, without him... They don't win those two championships. It's no. as simple as no. that. No. Uh, well, they don't win in 2017. Yeah. If Kyrie still leaves, they probably win in 2018. But they don't win in 2017 without KD. Yeah, I he su- was the yeah. X factor in that series. Yeah, I suppose the whole thing is he came. He was the he was sort of the last piece to come to Brooklyn with Kyrie. Was injured that whole year because he, he wanted, came off the Achilles. He wanted, he wanted he came to off, have a similar situation. Of course. To to he wanted course. to build a legacy. Of course, and it didn't and work, it out. Didn't work out. So I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think that you know, as I've said before, I think you know this move to Phoenix is probably his last best shot at really being part of a, a team to win it. And he's he's there now to win. They're there to win. Oh, They're yeah. built to win now. Look, regardless of uh, of what happens, I, I don't think you can diminish NBA ranks. Like once again. NBA players don't win it on their own. Yes, Kevin Durant is an extreme case, but mm-hmm. if we're talking about like um, players needing help, you can look at any any generational talent in NBA history, and you will see them having help to win a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Bill Russell had basically the Avengers before like uh, LeBron made the 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 big three. Mm-hmm. He had multiple Hall of Famers, okay. not to mention Brad Auerbach. Okay. So let's chill. All right. Yeah. Uh, next question to you: Is it crazy? Is it is it a crazy idea for the Mavericks to possibly have shut down Luka Doncic and Kyrie? Well, we know they did it. You're you're supposed to tank quietly, <laughs> quietly. You're supposed to tank quietly, Mavs. <laughs> God, they are so inept. I I just don't know how the hell they've managed to collapse this hard and this fast. <laughs> I have never seen this before in my entire life. How a franchise has gone from Western Conference Finals to potentially uh, championship contenders if they made the right moves to not even in the plan, not being beat out by the Oklahoma City Thunder, the rebuilding Thunder. That that is well, they lost to the Bulls. That was they the... lost to my mediocre ass Bulls. Stinky. That is ineptitude of the highest Oof. order. Oof. Someone has screwed up 
Big time. Okay. Now the fingers are being pointed Whoa. at Luca, at Kyrie, at Mark Cuban, at Jason Kidd. This is everything. This would have come from Cuban. Sorry. This, it, Jason Kidd has nothing to do with this. And I think it's more than that. From what I've looked, from what I've read, this is more about the, where the Mavericks finish in so far as the draft goes because they owe the Knicks a non non unprotected pick. Right, we know it. Now we're looking at it going, that's why they did it, because they didn't want to be in that situation. They didn't want to give up that pick. Right. They didn't want to be in that situation to fall into that that, that space, which the NBA is looking at, which isn't, it's actually kind of sneaky, because basically New York's owed on the basis of the Porzingis trade that happened. And he's not even there anymore. You're You're supposed to tank quietly. But you know what? It's just, it's look, they had nothing else to do except try that. If they were not going to make the playoffs, which we know they're not going to make the playoffs now, it's basically turning around it's, and going, gonna we're be, not going to give, gonna, gonna give anything gonna, away. It's going to be all for naught because the NBA is going to see what we're all seeing, and they're going to veto this part of and course. still give the pick to the Knicks. Of course. I, they're still going to do that. Of course. And, Why and, would they not do that? And look, I mean, I think that you I, – I, I talked to you about this earlier today before we got on this show. Yeah. And I said, at the end of the day, if you're the Mavericks – you were all in on this, hoping that this would somehow, you know, put them, ascend them. And it didn't work. And you have a situation where you I have you have a couple of guys who are almost identical in the fact of what they do. I, I they're both streaky players, but they're not good. Def- they don't play defense. I don't blame them for the Kyrie trade. You, of course you, you can't, can't. You can't blame them for, for taking a risk here. Why would but you? The, the, what you can blame them for is uh, how they've sort of lost their way in terms of their identity. What got them to the Western Conference Finals last year was surrounding Luka with 3 and D guys. Yeah, we know, but they, those D. guys were gone when they made the trade. Yeah. They got guys, rid of those guys. Dimwitty gone. Dimwitty went. Dorian Finney-Smith yeah. went. And a, uh, two picks went. Yeah. So, so those two guys were important yeah, to them. That was hugely important. So, and yeah. also this offseason, uh, last offseason, look, the Jalen Brunson thing... Uh, it was damned if they did, damned if they didn't. Uh, they were going to be taking a risk if they signed Jalen Brunson, and there are reports that uh, he that the parents got involved and things oh, well, happened there, way, whatever. and he wanted there. to go to New York yeah. because because his, his dad was there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you sign Jalen Brunson and he has an awful year, you're still pointing the finger saying, "Oh, oh, really? They signed him to that." Is he really the player you thought? I don't, I, he's yeah. consistent in New York, so it was kind of the dead. But Luca wanted him. Well, look, so I don't. Maybe look. you sign him in hindsight, um, and maybe Jason Kidd actually grows some cojones and stops playing Dwight Powell heavy minutes know, that's, and that's, starts playing Christian Woodmore. Okay, well, it's not not the end there. I would just say at this point that it's probably a situation. Well, I mean, by all accounts, rumors have it that at the end of the next season, Luca can opt out. And he yeah. might want to test the agent. He might test him. He might not be happy. And He's so not it's, happy. It's, it's but He's the, visibly and, not happy. And it's it's like I said, Dallas is not a good defensive team, and that's that's in my opinion one of the reasons why they suffered this year. I was pounding the pavement for them to trade for Miles Turner, whatever Indiana was demanding, whatever Indiana was demanding, mm. if they were going to be offering up Miles Turner because they're a selling team. They were gonna want. They would have wanted to maybe give up Miles Turner for a good amount. They had the assets to do it. Why not trade for Miles Turner? That was your biggest issue, a center. And, 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 and but but he yeah. he fit their system as well. He could shoot threes and he could block shots. And we don't know that. Well, we only know what we suspect 
but what we can know is it just comes down to what Indiana may have wanted. It's one thing to say we want Miles Turner. It's about what the other team yeah. is asking for. See, that's the other team's I, asking for too much. I'll say, sorry, yeah. can't. If so they, we don't know. At max, they probably would have asked for for two first rounders for Miles Turner. Is he but, worth two first rounders? In my opinion, yes. Nah, he's been hurt too much to get he's, two first he's, rounders. He's been hurt too much, but he's nah. been healthy this year. Oh well, he's been very and healthy. Where has that gotten Indiana? Nowhere. Well, is Indiana yeah, or a bad team? team. Okay. Uh, next question is that for you? For yeah. Me? Uh, thoughts on Zion not being ready to play for the play-in for the Pelicans. Uh, yeah, that's it for him. I mean, if they're gonna, I mean, his hamstring has been bugging him all season long, and obviously David Griffin had said, "Well, we're not gonna, you know, as a GM, we're not gonna push it. We're not gonna get him involved." It's just been a real disappointing season for the Pelicans in general because they there was so much good, promise in the good. beginning when Zion was healthy, when Zion was playing. You could see, you know, some of that 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 explosiveness. And then for him to be shut down most of the season again. Ingram was injured as well. I mean, uh, it's been a big, I big, mean, big a lot of guys been injured. Everybody, every key player for the Pelicans has been injured. But this is about Zion because yeah. Zion, once again, he just signed an extension. And yeah. you're thinking about where's the value in it? Because I'm wondering if I'm the guy who just, if I'm the GM or I'm the owner who just gave this guy money, where is this going? Because, you know, he's been hurt. He's got a plate running in his foot now from his, you know, you know, in his foot. You know, I mean. And it, the sad thing is he actually did the work to lose the weight, which was the biggest gripe of NBA fans going against him. He did the work to lose the weight, and he's still getting injured. Well, I, mean, I don't know. He just can't seem this, to, I, I, he just can't seem to stay I on the court. I can't help but feel this might be a Greg Oden 2.0. Who knows? I and, cannot you know, help. And, and I mean, no it. one talks about Zion the way they were talking about him. As in coming into the NBA going, wow, this is the next guy, next guy. Well, they're talking about Webinyama like he's the next guy, and I'm he makes me he makes me cringe. I, correct, that's I, I can't point. help but feel this is Greg Oden 2.0. I really cannot. It's the same thing. It's the uh, exact same thing. Big know. school coming in as a yeah. hyped generational prospect. This guy's the best we've seen since. And he comes in, and when he plays, he's great and shows that when he's able potential. to play. But he, he can't he stay on the court, and he can't stay on the court. It's no. a carbon copy. Okay, there's no wonder why people are calling him Zion Odin okay. because it literally is. It's so it's really really sad. All right, let's move on. Yeah, can you see Cam Newton as a backup in the NFL this season? <clears throat> no, absolutely not. He stunk up the joints when he was signed with the Panthers the season before. Stunk up the joint. Absolutely awful. He was not back. He was not back. He was done. And he has been done. It, it, like, his shoulder... I'll always respect Cam for his prime years. But the dude's shoulder is done. He can't throw. He, he I don't even think he can run at a high level anymore outside the pocket. Like, the dude's done. Maybe maybe he gets, uh, gets a chance as a quarterback coach somewhere. But... Honestly, he's done, and I think he should. I believe he should retire because he's no NFL team is signing him. None. There are much better options you can take right now than you can. You can draft a quarterback right now in the draft at any position and play them as your quarter uh, as your backup. And I mean, like, look at what the 49ers did with Brock Purdy. Uh, look, he's done. It's as simple as that. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't. I think as in that case, but then saying that as any NFL player who's currently just sitting around waiting for the call, 
you're going to keep yourself in shape. You're going to keep yourself moving around. And that's what Cam Newton's doing, just like any other player in his situation. So you never know. I don't see it because I think most of the rosters are set. The teams who haven't necessarily shored that up yet are the teams we know in the first round who are going to draft a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So in Carolina's case, for example, they're going to draft C.J. Shroud. They're going to draft him as a quarterback. He will be, um, you know, obviously, from all accounts, you know, either backing up Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton's been picked up. Who knows? But I don't see that either. I think, and the numbers tell me because, you know, the last couple of seasons, particularly between the bridge between, you know, New England and Carolina, he was 0-6 as a starter in Carolina. That was horrendous. In New England, he was 7-8, and rec- you know, record. His his per- you know his completion percentage has gone down. And as you said, his shoulder is throwing. He's not able to throw the ball down the field with any kind of, you know, if accuracy. Um, and, you know, he's been slowed down. So I, don't, I just don't – I, I agree. I think, you know, obviously the MVP season, which didn't necessarily yield – a Super Bowl victory. That was the same year he lost in the Super Bowl to the Broncos. Yeah. That was as good as it got, and then it went downhill from there. So yes. this, you know, the reconstructed, you know, throwing shoulder that didn't help him. So look, I'd say I absolutely agree. I don't think Cam Newton's gonna yeah. be back. But you know, you have to just be on wishful thinking and, and hope there's a chance. Yeah. I don't see it yeah. happening. We'll see. Okay, now we move on to where you want to be because I don't care for it much, but you do. So let's talk about. Playoff Cup, Stanley Cup, sorry, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are about to start. As things are, it looks like these will be the matchups. These are the matchups. These are the, the matchups. The regular season is done. Okay, it's the regular season's finished. Okay, this is, this is where it gets interesting, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, we'll start in the East. So we'll start with the first bracket. We got the Bruins taking on the Islanders. Um. Well, the Islanders made, obviously, their big move of trading for... Uh, Vancouver's captain Bo, Bo, Bo Horvat, yep. um, and they paid him accordingly. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the Islanders, man. I mean, they've their structure in the past couple seasons it sort of faltered. I mean, Barry Trotz leaving was a big thing. It was a bit of a row between him and Matt Barzell, mm-hmm. and um, they chose Matt Barzell over Barry Trotz. Um, but Boston is indomitable right now, mm-hmm. man. All four lines. Their blue line looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I can't I can't bet against Boston. Okay, so you're gonna say Boston yes. in this round? Okay, yes. let's go to the one below that. We have we have the Toronto Maple Leafs trying to exercise the demons, mm-hmm. and they face their nemesis yeah. in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay are are a bit weird because they did their patented let's not do anything in the second half of the regular season and just coast to a playoff spot. Mm. Um, I just, this is, what's there really left to say about Toronto that hasn't already been said? This is truly their last shot. This is it. And they can't just win a round. Mm. They need to go all the way. Okay, so who do you say for the series? It's a very tough matchup. It's a very, very tough matchup. Does Toronto get past them? And I might have egg on my face for this. But I'm saying Toronto. Toronto gets over the hump. Okay. Wins four games. They do it in the playoffs. Okay. And finally exercises the demons because the experiments in net this year have been successful for them. Right. Okay. They've gone all in at the deadline, um, and they've they they've got a team that's fleshed out with depth. I think this time finally they will be able to overcome the the starting to slow slow down lightning. Okay. Next one we have the. Carolina Panthers 
taking on the Florida, oh, Carolina Hurricanes, sorry, taking on the Florida Panthers. Florida is Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill. No matter what they do, they just cannot, cannot get to the promised land. I mean, last year they won a series against the aging Capitals, but then they got wrecked by Tampa Bay in the next round. Um, they made a big trade in getting Matthew Kachuk, um, and they gave up a haul to do it. Um, but again, they just have not responded. I mean, Bobrovsky, they're paying him $10 million a year as the highest paid keeper in the league, and he has not been producing. He's okay. been shaky as all. Um, but on the other side of that, Carolina has been rolling. They've won the Metro Division. And they they look as good as ever under Rod Brindamore. So I'm get I'm taking Carolina. Carolina, okay. Now the grudge match. Uh-huh. The battle of the tri state area. We have the Rangers taking on the Devils. This might be one of the most evenly matched uh playoff series in uh in this entire bracket really. I'm looking at this bracket and this might be the most evenly matched one. Mm. Um Obviously, the jer- the Jersey coming up uh, got some young talent on the rise. The Hughes brothers, uh, they got Andre Pilat, who hasn't played all that much this season. Uh, their their deployments on the defensive end have finally been successful. Their coaching has been successful. I mean, who who knew Lindy Ruff still had that in him? Who knew? But on the other side of that, the Rangers have finally clicked. Patrick Kane. That's all I know. With Patrick That's Kane, all I know. With Vladimir Tarasenko. as a goalie. Shesterkin. Shesterkin. Uh, as a goalie. Hopefully they don't burn him out. Uh, Artemi Panarin as the franchise face. Yeah. Um, this is a very, I'm going to say the Rangers for this one. Uh, by It'll be a good... No, I'm not giving a prediction. I'd say the Rangers win the series. going to be tight. It's going to um, go to full distance. I think the Rangers are finally rounding into gear on the offensive end. And they can finally go all four lines. They need their youth like Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco to step up. If that happens, I'm taking the Rangers, and I think that's more likely that that happens. So okay. I'm taking the New York Rangers. All right, let's head west. Now yeah. we have the Kraken, uh-huh. who in their second year of expansion Make get playoffs. to the playoffs. So now that's not that's not as great as the Golden Knights, who I don't believe are in this playoff picture. They are. They are. Okay, there I stand corrected. So the Golden Knights got there in their first year. So they take on... Not only got there in their first year, they went all the way to the final. Yeah, but they take on the champion. The defending, uh, defending champs. The uh, Colorado Avalanche. The Avs. The Kraken are... This is what we expected out of the Kraken in their first year. Them being a hard team to play against, rolling mm-hmm. all four lines... And their youth is starting to emerge. The youth they picked up in the expansion draft is starting to emerge. And I like the system that they have. The Avs are going to just absolutely wreck them, though. Okay, the so the Avs, they're going to win that. getting yep. healthy, which has been their main problem all season. Uh, they finally got um, uh, they finally got Makar back. Um, they're... they're they just look so dangerous when healthy. And okay. they're finally getting healthy in time. So... I'm taking the abs. All right, let's move on to the next one. Dallas taking on the Minnesota Wild. Wild, the Wild. Um, the Wild are an interesting bunch because last year I didn't have all that much faith in them. Mm-hmm. They needed a lot of things to break right for them, and nothing broke right for them in the first round as they lost to St. Louis. Um, this year, finally, it seems that they're not. They they're much more. Uh, deep, they're much deeper team than last year. They finally got um, Kirill Kaprizov back. Uh, he had to deal with a couple visa issues. 
obviously with the situation going on in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dallas, man, where the hell has this come from? Last year, they looked mediocre as all hell missing the playoffs. And now they've come out of nowhere and finally, finally, maybe position themselves for one last run. Okay, so who, who gets because this? Because Ben and Sagan are aging. Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of really good youth coming through the system. All right, so who wins this? This is going to be a tough one. Um, this is quite an even matchup, but uh, I'm going to say Dallas. Okay, Dallas. Because they mm-hmm. just look, their momentum is really good. They've maintained it all year long. Okay. Um, I think it'll go to seven, though. Okay, so the next yeah. one we have the Golden Knights Versus against Winnipeg. the Winnipeg. Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Winnipeg are a weird bunch, man. They rely so heavily on goaltending to bail them out. This isn't 2003 anymore. You can't just rely on goaltending. As good as good as their starting keeper is, as good as he is, I, I he's American. I, for, I completely forgot his name. You it, go ahead and keep talking. But um, the Golden Knights, uh, they're missing a couple of key pieces. I mean, Mark Stone has been out all season long. But I still think they'll get this win over over Winnipeg. It's not 2003 anymore. You can't rely on goaltending to bail you out. So give me Vegas on this one. So it's Connor Hellebrook. Con- Connor Hellebrook. Yeah, Connor that's Hellebrook. the name. Yeah. He's the He's goalie. On the tip of my tongue. Okay, so lastly, we have the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Against the L.A. Kings. Matchup of la- a rematch of last year. Yes. Um, but this isn't really the same Kings as we saw. I mean. They're kind of promising, but they're relying everything on sort of a reclamation project and goal. Um, they traded Quick at the deadline mm-hmm. uh, to his dismay, but Quick wasn't good this year, and he's getting up there in age. They're relying on a really reclamation project in net. The Oilers are uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh Nugent Hopkins, and a couple of other dudes. Uh, they're a really top-heavy team. And they're relying on that. Um, but I'm still taking the Oilers. Just because they're high in talent, I think will be enough to take them past uh, L.A. Uh, Vegas? Not so sure. Not, I'm not so sure about whether they'd be able to battle with uh, Vegas or even a rematch of, of uh, Colorado in the conference finals if they manage to get back to the conference finals. Okay, so you're going to call Edmonton on this one? Yes. Okay, so that's what we have. So we have to wait and see. Yeah. And the best thing we can do is see how each of these first round actions go before we start talking about the next round after that. Yes. So that's where we're at. And then one last thing, uh, happy trails to Derek Rose, who has announced that he will be retiring at the conclusion of this season. I mean, obviously, Knicks have made the playoffs, so I believe Derek Rose will be eligible to play. Yeah. But this is it for him. This is the end of the it's, road. It's very sad to see a legend go out, um, obviously. Oh, you had him when you had him. You The Bulls had oh, him yeah. at his prime. He was, he was, Absolute prime. He was basically my idol during that time. From the time he was drafted, I got to see him uh, as I um, in kindergarten as I fell in love with the Chicago Bulls. And the NBA. It was mostly was, Michael Jordan for that. Not, yeah, not mostly. Derek but Moore. as I watched that modern team with Derrick Rose, with Luol Deng, with Joaquin Noah, with just... Boozer. Boozer, yeah, yeah. Taj Gibson later uh-huh, on. Uh-huh. That was a great team to watch, and it oh, sucks well. to see Rose It was very uh, explosive, but yeah. the knees, the knees... It, it sucks. I mean, the fact that despite the knee reconstructive surgeries, more than one of them, despite the fact that he, he moved on to play... 
over, I think over 12 years, which yeah. is impressive. But that's it for him. He's calling it a day. And that is us calling it a day uh, for our also, podcast. But is Rose a Hall of Famer? Oh, uh, I can't answer that. I don't think so. He might. Not I don't, for, probably, I don't think he's not, played it. I don't think pro- it's... Probably not first ballot. I, I don't... I, that's going to be... A, that, hey, that'll be our Q&A question on the new Spotify feature. If you're listening to this on Spotify... Welcome. There'll be, your, there'll be a little Q&A question. Oh. Um, but if you're not listening to this on Spotify... You should be. You, should, uh, you, you really should, should be. But if you're not, uh, ask that question yeah. to um, any of your sports friends. Is Derek Rose... All things considered, a Hall of Famer. Not a, not not first, a first ballot. ballot. Okay, yeah. well. Uh, that's the show for this week. If you're coming from any platform you've seen. Including TikTok, on, which might be coming to an end. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. We do this thing once a week. Uh, next week. We're going to be into the pl- NHL playoffs. The NBA playoffs will NBA be full playoffs. swing. We'll get a chance to find out who the play-in participants will be and what mm-hmm. will happen from there. Baseball will get into its second full week. Uh, it's still quiet. Other than that... Hey, thank you for watching. We may also have a couple surprises coming up. Thank you. Maybe. Yep, maybe. You'll just have to wait and see. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye.